Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your crypto investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world, gather around. It's time for another exciting episode of Thriller Rundown. Today is April 5th, 2021, and we are talking Coinbase IPO. Worth buying, question <laughs> mark? That's right. We're talking all about it here at the top of the rundown. Let's do it. The Rundown. So here at the top of the rundown, we are talking the Coinbase direct listing. That's what it's officially called. Uh, I just went with IPO because it's catchier <laughs> and it gets the people going, right? Uh, seriously. So Coinbase is doing a direct listing and it's reportedly being scheduled for April 14th. And it's going to debut on the NASDAQ. That's right. And the date is kind of fluid, but according to a report from Bloomberg, it is as followed. They're planning to make its trading debut on April 14th under the ticker COIN. That's right, C-O-I-N. The company's registration statement for the listing has been declared effective by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or better known as the SEC. <laughs> the direct listing on NASDAQ stock market had earlier been pushed back from March. Do y'all remember that? Yeah, we were expecting it back in March, literally. And we're expecting that pump, <laughs> but it didn't happen. And the reason it looks like it didn't happen was because they were undergoing a review by the SEC. But if you remember, and this I totally forgot, but during that time they had they had announced on March 19th they had they had reached a settlement with the CFTC for uh, 6.5 million dollars uh, in resolving claims that the company had reported inaccurate data about transactions that a former employee had engaged in improper trades. This was around Litecoin. Yeah, kind of crazy. This is right around the time Charlie Lee was working for Coinbase. So I'm not sure if he had anything to do with it, but still, it's uh, kind of kind of funny. Anyways, Coinbase is planning to go public through a direct listing in which it will not raise any new capital. It was valued at about $90 billion in its final week of trading on NASDAQ's private market and as with other direct listings, a reference price to help guide investors and to allow the shares to begin trading will be disclosed the night before the company goes public. But what's really interesting is it got it got announced today via TechCrunch that in a separate release from Coinbase, they will provide a financial update tomorrow at the close of trading. This is interesting. So... You know, there's some tech companies that will delay their offerings over demand concerns, but Coinbase is not doing that. They're pushing ahead and people are kind of wondering, like, you know, why is that? Right. A, a lot of the markets right now have been kind of just waning. Uh, even the Bitcoin market has just been kind of like at a standstill. We're, we're going sideways. Right. It's just this consolidation period. Uh, this is typical in a bull run. And this is bullish, in my opinion, and this is what causes for higher highs later on. But let's get back to Coinbase because <laughs> I can talk about Bitcoin all day. But what they're what they're going to turn that call into is they're going to share kind of what their Q1 looks like, kind of what they're estimating for 2021 and their financial outlook and kind of just give an update on financials. Very unorthodox. Um, at least that's what TechCrunch is saying. Um, so this is really interesting. We're going to follow all of this tomorrow. And if there's anything that comes out of that, we'll definitely report it. But um, we're going to talk more about what we see as far as the IPO. Because I definitely want to talk about 
you know, is this a good stock to buy? Because I, I think a lot of us, myself included, I'm I'm somewhat interested in this stock. I, I think I would be lying to y'all if I said I wasn't, right? This is the first crypto company um, that I think is worth um, looking at to invest in, like, seriously. <laughs> um, now, uh, what does that look like? And, and what am I thinking around this? Uh, we'll jump into that here uh, later in the show when we get to, you know, the hard truth. Because we gotta leave, <laughs> we gotta we gotta leave something for you get for y'all to listen to later on. But I, I just wanted to share this part because I feel like this is really really informative stuff, and this is kind of the big news of the week. This is the big news of April, and and to be honest with you, this is kind of really interesting here because this is gonna this Coinbase IPO or I should say direct listing is really gonna impact the space one way or another. And we'll touch on this more and more as 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 this gets closer and closer. But let me just kind of, you know, create this rock here for right now. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say this is going to be this this release this this coin you know release uh, into Nasdaq is going to you know spring forward this new you know higher high of Bitcoin because I don't know that right. But if you look at the charts that we're going to talk about here in five good minutes, um, everything that I've been saying since last month, you know, since right around, I think it was like, I don't know when we did our Thriller Insights. I think it was probably like mid, mid South by when I told y'all like, we're not going to hit our 75K. <laughs> I think it was right around then, like when I knew uh, it was like mid-March when we when I knew we were going to hit 75K. Uh, you know, it was right then I was like, okay, so we're going to go this sideways pattern for, for most of March and, and into April. And, and this sideways pattern ends, you know, right around where this Coinbase IPO gets released, which is fascinating <laughs> because, you know, this trajectory matches right along with that. So, um, Kind of, it's kind of funny how all this works together, and it's and it's kind of one thing informing the other. I'm not going to sit here and say this is causing that catalyst, but you know that chart ends, you know, on that same date. So technically, I'm not saying the charts say that it's supposed to go up on this date, but the charts kind of say that. But at the same time, this is a catalyst that we need. But I, I, we don't know is this catalyst already built in. To this space that people have already, we've been hearing about this Coinbase pump for a long time. And I've been talking about it for a long time. Just like we had been talking about the stimulus package before Biden released it um, earlier this month or last month. We had been talking about it for a long time, right? Um, and that was already baked in. And so it makes you wonder, is this Coinbase pump already baked in? Are we looking at further sideways action you know, for the rest of this month, because this is baked in. Um, so it's kind of one things we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to look at as we get closer and closer, but I think I have, I have some idea of what those charts look like as we get closer here in the middle of the month, but it's going to be fascinating to watch because this is the next kind of inflection point for, for the Bitcoin charts that everybody's looking at every trader, every Bitcoin bull is looking, is circling this date around this time. Is circling the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th. We're all circling these, these we're all circling these dates because we're all wondering the same thing. Is this is this gonna pump Bitcoin or not? And if it does pump Bitcoin, how high are we going? So let's go ahead and talk about it here in five good minutes. All right. So today in five good minutes, we're going to be talking um, Bitcoin, obviously, just because this is going to be the main focus 
for for what Coinbase the Coinbase talk that you're going to hear all month long and everybody's going to have a take, right? Um, and everybody's take is going to be different. Uh, and um, I want you to hear my take um, because I feel like my take is probably going to be the most accurate <laughs> or close to it, honestly. Um, so let's, let's, let's give you that. Um, so yeah, we got the timer going. Um, so my whole thing with what, what's going on here, and I kind of explained it here when we did our April um, newsletter for, for Bitcoin in April. And I, I honestly feel like this, this trend of six consecutive straight green candle months is awesome. I just don't think we can continue this trend, right? I think we're going to hit a red candle this month and that's fine. I think that's perfectly fine. Um, I, I do think that that's, that's going to be the way it's going to go this month. I don't think it's going to necessarily hurt the price of Bitcoin. I still think we're going to be in this range. Like I've been saying all month between this 50 K and 60 K range. And that's perfectly fine. That's not a, that's not a bad thing because, because, because obviously we've been trading relatively narrow this week between 57 and, 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 and 60. And in, honestly, we just reached uh, 2 trillion for a whole crypto market cap. Um, and, and Bitcoin holds over 50% of that. Um, and then quite honestly, like if you just look at where we were for a week, 14 high was at 60 K and our low was 57. I mean, it, it, everything's freaking amazing right now. So with all that being said, everything's looking fantastic. Yes. The metrics are low. Yes. The volume's low. Yes. It, it, entry metrics could be better, but having said that bullish news, bullish, everything. Um, yeah. Okay. With all that being said, let's talk charts, right? Let's just talk. Let's just talk charts. This really reminds me. This really reminds me of November and December right now of last year. And that's the easiest way to explain it. And, and earlier, I send out these tweets sometimes in the morning. I feel like I have this is the best time I have these epiphanies. <laughs> and it was it was it was not even probably like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. I, I sent out this tweet. Uh, on like a, a Monday or Tuesday morning. And it was it was March 25th. That's right. It was March 25th. I sent out this tweet. I said, the last time we had this much Bitcoin banning talk was the week of November 27th, 2020. 39 days later, we hit an all-time high of 40K, right? And and that's kind of what I, I had been seeing, you know, happen all of March was just the Ray Dalio talk of banning Bitcoin Multiple people talk about banning Bitcoin. I didn't like it. I thought it was just FUD that we always go through. And I felt like it was just bringing the price of Bitcoin down, making people sell their Bitcoin. And, and that's all that was that's all it was doing. And so lo and behold, now you don't hear any of that FUD anymore. And what's Bitcoin doing? It's going sideways, right? Because people are just waiting, right? People are waiting for that next catalyst. Well, you don't have to look any further. The next catalyst is that Coinbase, right? The only problem with that is that we are trying to figure out what it's going to do. Well, the last time this kind of did a very similar thing was in November and December. And we literally had 39 days later, we hit it. We hit a, we hit an all time high of, like I said, 40 K. And that was a beautiful thing. And I think this is where we're exactly headed. And I, this, I've been consistent the entire month, last month and this month saying the same thing. I think we're going to go sideways here. I think at some point we were, we're going to break past, you know, April 15th, probably right around Coinbase or maybe a few days after Coinbase happens, we will, we will get this slight pump above, you know, 60 K. And I think at that point, I think at that point, that's when we finally do see the rest of the 60 K run that we were supposed to have back in March. Right. I think that's when we finally do see us break 70 K. And once we get full into May, because we will get to May, that's when we'll have our normal May run, right? Uh, that's when we'll have our full on May bulls run because every May is a every May is always a bullish month for Bitcoin, and I don't I don't foresee this May not being a bullish month. Every bull banner year in Bitcoin's history that I can remember, at least since I've been in this space, has always had a bullish May. And so this year is no different. I, I do not suspect Bitcoin not having a, a fantastic May. 
And so when I look at what uh, what Bitcoin is going to do this May, I see it. I see it easily, easily going to 70K. And, and I say that and I say that with the utmost like, uh, you know, kind of you know, humility, knowing that I didn't hit that, <laughs> that mark the last time. Uh, so yeah. What do I see going on for the rest of this, this month? I see the Coinbase thing happening 14, 15, 16, whenever it gets rolled out during that time, I do see us going sideways the way we have been going. Even if there's a drop in the market here in the next couple of days, that's fine. Right. Even if that were to happen, that's fine. Um, perfectly normal. I would love to see it <laughs> buy some more Bitcoin, right? But I do see around that time, I do see a surge in the price of Bitcoin. And I do see us finally getting that runway into 60K and finally taking it over, solidifying that 60K range, right? And then finally breaking past 70K and finally making a full-on run towards 75K in May. And, and then us really having a fantastic May and then coming down for the summer months like we always do. Because we'll fall, we'll fall back down like mid-June. We'll crash. We'll be down in June. We'll be down in July like we always are. And then we'll spike back up in August. We'll, we'll, we'll climb out of it in September. And then we'll be full on Bitcoin bull mode October, November, December. Just like we always are. Um, so that's kind of how I see everything playing out now. And as we get closer and closer and closer, everything starts coming into its own. Everything starts making more sense. So that's kind of how I see it playing out for the time being. And you, you can't predict this stuff, right? But as you get closer to these things, everything starts playing out the way, it, like the way it should. So we'll see. But with that, let's get into... Code Hard Truth. The Hard Truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So today in the hard truth, we are talking Coinbase IPO to buy or not to buy. And, and this is a question I'm asking myself, right? Um, because ultimately I'm, I'm trying to figure out, should I buy this IPO? Like seriously, should, should I go in and, and buy some stock, um, which is Coinbase, which, you know, honestly, I have, I have seen from the beginning. Uh, I remember hearing about Brian Armstrong back in 2010. Um, because I used to follow this guy on Twitter and on YouTube, and he had this series where he interviewed, um, you know, new startups, and Brian was one of the people on his show. And so I remember hearing about Coinbase when it was very, very, very new. And so, you know what? Let me play you a clip from that show now. Welcome to Foundation. If you'd like to see more episodes with great entrepreneurs like Ev Williams, Jack Dorsey, and Philip Rosedale, check out foundation.kr. Today we're talking about Bitcoin and we're talking to the founder and CEO of Coinbase, Ryan Armstrong. Let's go chat with him. So I like to start at the beginning uh, and talk about, you know, your background, where you grew up. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in San Jose, California. Kind Not of, too far away. Yeah. It was right back in the first dot-com kind of boom and all that stuff. So actually my parents are still down there and... My first job in high school was building websites for somebody um, in their garage. <laughs> Were you on the graphics side, the coding side? Like, what did you... Yeah, I was doing, you know, HTML and all that stuff. So, building websites. Did you uh, uh, start coding as well? Like, did you study CS in college or... Yeah, I studied computer science in college um, and economics. But even even back in high school, I was like that nerdy kid who was reading a book on Java, you know. I was at, the same way. At lunch. <laughs> yeah. Did you so, get made fun of by the older kids or... Uh, just like a lot of weird looks, I think, but... Not really made fun of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so my high school was brutal. I got made fun of pretty hardcore for okay. computers, but that was a little bit earlier. <clears throat> yeah. So um, studied CS, and then when did you eventually make it up to San Francisco? 
Well, I took a while to get back there. So I went to school in Texas uh, at Rice University, and then I actually lived abroad in Argentina for a year. And then I came back after that to uh, Palo Alto and then San Francisco. So I've been back in San Francisco about three years. And then did you always know that you wanted to get involved in a startup or was it something where you were thinking about working with a bigger company or? Yeah, I mean, I even in high school, I was trying to do startups and I was creating, you know, little web design companies and uh, friends of mine would always like we had a new business idea, I think every six months. So I definitely had the bug at an early age. And then I went through a period where, um, you know, I did a startup kind of back around 2005. And then I joined um, when kind of went back into the working world and tried that for a bit to kind of learn more. Um, build my network. And, and then I just, you know, went off to go do Coinbase about a year and a half ago. So this is, that's a pretty common theme, like uh, with entrepreneurs. When I, I sat down yeah. with Evan Williams a few episodes ago, and he was talking about how he used to make um, VHS video uh, cassettes uh, on how to use the internet and like sell yeah. VHS tapes. So, like, yeah. I feel like almost all entrepreneurs always had that bug from an earlier age or right. something in them where they wanted to create something. Um, so what, caught your eye initially about Bitcoin? Like, what was it when, do you remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? Um, Yeah, I do remember. I think it was Christmas of 2010. And I was reading Hacker News. I was actually home with my family in San Jose. And I read the Satoshi research paper on Hacker News. And it actually almost immediately grabbed me. I didn't really fully understand it. but something about it, I actually distinctly remember having the feeling that this was the most important thing I had read in the last five years. So it's pretty phenomenal to see Coinbase kind of go from that, you know, as a one man, two man startup to 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 now being worth 90 billion, (laughs) you know, in just under what, seven, eight years. Uh, Pretty crazy. Um, So, yeah, they had a phenomenal 2020. Uh, It recorded one point one billion in revenue for the year. Um, They're up one hundred thirty six percent. 483 million in revenue in 2019. This is an increase in revenue, which tracks very closely to 142% increase in trading volume from 2019 to 2020. You know, they kind of hit the 2018 stats and, and I totally get that <laughs> for reasons uh, of the bear market. Um, it just doesn't look good, right? Um, so if you look just at first glance, you know, you know they were founded in 2012. They have 43 million retail users, right? 2.8 monthly users. They have 7,000 institutional clients. You know, some of them we know about, right? Like MicroStrategy and Tesla and probably SpaceX (laughs) by now. And, um, you know, there's some other ones that we probably, you know, we probably don't know about. But if there's anybody in this space who is looking at buying Bitcoin for the first time, they're probably going to go to Coindesk, right? Um, um, you know, so it, it's it's not a surprise that some of these big, you know, these big companies are going to them first. They have over 115,000 115, partners. They're in over 100 countries worldwide. Um like I said, four four hundred fifty six billion trading volume in twenty twenty alone, and ninety billion in assets, twelve hundred employees. They're a remote first company, so they're they're very agile. Um, they hire some of the smartest, you know, brilliant people in the space as far as engineers. Um, and currently, right now, the coin ticker or the coin share is going for $465 per share. Yeah. Um, and, and if you look at how they just like make revenue, right? Because a, a lot of people kind of don't understand this part of their business, but they make money off the top, right? They make money off of every trade. They make, 
they make money off of, you know, when you buy Bitcoin or when you buy, you know, Ethereum or when you buy any of this stuff, they make money on over the counter trades. Um, they have a credit card business now that they're releasing here. Uh, they actually have one already in Europe. Um, there's margin fees, you know, for, for uh, Coinbase Pro. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, smaller fees built in and out. Um, they're definitely on the higher you know, spectrum of, of fee wise when it comes to the the Bitcoin and crypto space, when it comes to, uh, you know, it, you know, going with them or going with Kraken or, or going with Gemini or some of these other exchanges, you know, why would you go to Coinbase? Um, you're going to be paying a premium, you know, for that for that cost uh, to, to do to do uh, you know, purchases from them. Um, if you look at just their, um, their chart. So just like, if you look at just the, just like the benchmark for where they stand as a, as a company. Um, and cause you gotta, you gotta remember this, ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're a, they're, they're an exchange. So you can't really look at them like, I mean, you can look at them like a financial company, I guess you can look at them like their square or something. But they're not really that. They're they're more of a of a Nasdaq or a New York Stock Exchange, or of or a, you know a Charles Schwab or a Fidelity, right? Like you're talking like a really <laughs> you're talking a behemoth, right? A potential behemoth at that. Like you're not talking, um, you're not talking to PayPal or Visa. I mean, and even then, that's a that's a big company. You're talking a potential like New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ, right? Um, now, mind you, they only have a hundred billion or a hundred billion in market cap. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> but if you look at something like a Charles Schwab, they have like 116 billion, right? Square has 104 billion, right? But Square is not an exchange. You know, they're not, they're not, you know, trading in this digital asset realm, at least not yet. I mean, there's no signs of that. Um and um, their Coinbase's monthly users is nowhere near the size of Square, right? But, you know, Square's profit is nowhere near the size of Coinbase. <laughs> and they have way less monthly users. So what does that tell you? Um, <laughs> uh, it's just two different, two different types of business, uh, you know? So you really can't throw it in this kind of... Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are saying Coinbase is this a uh, financial company? And I'm like, well, you can't really say they're a financial company because they're not. Uh, and then they're like, well, they're, they're kind of like this payments company. Uh, you can't really say they're a payments company because they're not. Well, they're kind of like Facebook. Uh, you can't really call them like a Facebook because they're not. Well, you know, they're, they're like a, uh, they're, they're, they're like an exchange. Well, close. I would call them like a Fidelity or or like a Goldman Sachs or a JP Morgan or or even a Nasdaq for for this century. <laughs> you know, it's it's on that tier. It's that serious. Um, you know, this is all the bullish stuff that I'm talking about. I'll get to the bad stuff later because <laughs> you're like, man, car, you're selling this. Um, yeah, I'll get to the bad stuff later. But what I'm trying to say is like this is really this is real stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Like th this is when I look at it, I'm like, man, God, how do I tell my grandchildren that I could have bought Coinbase, <laughs> you know, uh, at when it came out in 2021 during the pandemic and I whiffed on it because I was just focused on Bitcoin like a madman, um, you know. Why didn't you get both, Grandpa? Uh, because your grandpa was focused on Bitcoin, Junior. That's why. Uh, no, it's because he, he just wasn't looking at it, right? He was focused on everything else. Uh, he was focused on building the Citadel, youngster. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, but seriously, this is this like this is when I when I look at Coinbase, I'm, I I seriously think to myself like, yeah, get some of that, and and see where it goes, um, and hold it, and and see where it goes. You know, by the time you hit retirement age, because it'll be worth a pretty penny by that time, I would imagine. Um, the only thing now, now let's kind of get into the, the things that kind of, you know, really bug me about it. Cause there are things that bug me about it. Um, 
And I wish I had, man, I wish I had stronger facts on this stuff because I really don't. So uh, excuse me for that. I don't have, I don't have a lot of facts on whether this is true or not. Um, so, you know, this is just, I'm kind of going with what is on the internet and I hate doing this because I'm actually, you know what? I'm not going to share this because I really don't even know if this is true or not. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, I'm not going to share that part because I don't know if that's true. And that's just not a good way to report news. Who am I? The mainstream media? I can't report news like that. Uh, we got to fact check that stuff. Um, the only thing that scares me is that uh, at least I can get it from here. Maybe it may be if I, uh, you know, get a Bloomberg subscription and pay $30,000 a year, I could probably get it. <laughs> Maybe in year three of Thriller X recordings, LLC will probably do that. Um no, what 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 I what I see here is the the uh, the, the shares, the amount of shares that uh, you know Brian Armstrong holds, Mark Andreessen, because we know they hold the majority of them. We just don't know how many they hold, and I can't get an accurate you know account of how many they're holding. I'm sure we'll be able to find out here on launch day how much that is. Um, according to some people, that's like a big deal for reasons that I don't quite understand. And it's because I don't, this is, this is why I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, couple things car is good at, right? <laughs> in life, <laughs> couple things car is good at in life, right? Bitcoin, <laughs> understanding Bitcoin, understanding this crypto markets, right? He's good at that stuff. Podcasting, great, great at that stuff, right? Uh, outstanding music collection, right? <laughs> good at that stuff, um, you know, you know, can can, can do all that stuff really well. Not good at uh, stock picking. <laughs> That's why he doesn't have a stock stock podcast, right? Not good at that stuff. That's why I'm telling you, right? I spent all my time looking at Bitcoin and crypto stuff. No time for stocks. Uh, the only reason I'm looking at this one is because it's a crypto one. And we'll do this for Kraken when Kraken comes around. So yeah, so, th so that's the only thing that's kind of you know that and then the other thing was the fact that they don't hold bitcoin on their balance sheet i think they hold very a very very small amount which is very very surprising very very surprising like they hold a very smidgen a smidgen amount um yeah which is kind of like really you only hold how much in your crypto company and you hold and you hold how much Bitcoin on your balance sheet? Yeah, it's disturbing. Okay, so I want you to listen to Jim Cramer. Yes, that Jim Cramer, because he talks about Coinbase. Take a listen. Coinbase has filed for its IPO. So is this a stock to watch as it gets yes, closer absolutely. to come public? Coinbase is another one where if you can get in on the deal, you got to get it. Uh, just just get it. Uh, there'll be people in this new group of investors. They don't really care about price. They care about being in. Um, they don't care about price. They don't care about losing money. They don't care about losing money. Then they don't sell. And so uh, your opportunities very rarely come uh, the way that they would have done in another era where there would be a stock that goes down, people would start selling it. Now it's like stock goes down, midday they start buying it. So I think the Coinbase can be one of those. And I just want to clarify, Jim, when you say you can get in on the deal, what you mean is if you can get on it, in on it before when it prices, not on its first well, trade, correct? Right. And, you know, and I think for newer investors, you have to understand there'll be uh, firms that are bringing Coinbase public. And you always see here that say Coinbase is, is it, it's coming public at 20 and then you see it open at 80. Well, you know, there are people who get it at 20. They tend to be large institutions that do a lot of business. 
you know, we understand that's what a brokerage house does. Remember, remember you do a lot of business and then uh, you're rewarded with some very hot stock. That's just been historically the way things go. And uh, that therefore, if you're not a, a regular uh, person, regular uh, large institution, let's say Goldman, if Goldman's doing the deal, then you're just not going to get your allocations. I call it an allocation. You circle uh, how much you want. Uh, and then you get an allocation. So let's say you want uh, 200,000 shares of Coinbase. You'll probably get 50 if you're a great customer, uh, but no more than that. So then it's 2 million. You know, you'll get 500. You, you can figure out the the ratio. You get cut back pretty big. Uh, when I was at, uh, had my own firm, I would say, listen, I want 10% of the deal. That was how I ordered, gave them the order, which meant two things. One, that I was going to get a very big allocation, but two, I better not sell it. Because they would look at anybody who put that kind of order, see if I dumped it, took profits in it, whatever. So I've seen I've seen several people on Twitter compare it to like JP Morgan. You know, that's an investment banking company, you know, um, that went public in what was it, 81? And it came out like at seven dollars. Um, and now it's like, you know, $153. So um yeah, I I wanna I wanna jump into one more thing and then I'll give you what I think. One other thing I kind of want to mention here, and I think this is kind of, we kind of have to talk about this. And I know some of you are going to be like, really, Car, you're going here? And I'm going to be like, yes, I'm going here. <laughs> I go places we shouldn't go. <laughs> that's why that's why you uh, listen to Thriller Premium, because I give it to you real, man. I give it to you real. And that's why these other publications in the space, they, they don't do that. They don't give it to you real. Um we got to look at Binance coin. And I mean this like the nicest way possible. Binance coin is a security. I don't care what CZ says. I don't care what his his his, uh, his puppets say on Twitter. I don't care what his puppets say on YouTube, crypto YouTube. It's a security. Um, so Binance coin is $370. Um, it's, it's an exchange. And that exchange... Uh, has a lot of volume and it's very similar to Coinbase, right? And, you know, Coinbase is what, what, 465 right now for its coin? It's called Coin Ticker. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see BNB coin, which is the Binance coin, trading at $370 right now and very similar to the price of Coinbase. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of, it's just interesting to see that kind of you kind of see that price here in the crypto space being played out in real time. And, and then you see uh, Coinbase, which, you know, going to get released here on the 15th or 16th or whatever, 14th. And probably going to be at that same price, roughly around the same price. The only, the only difference that, and the only difference that CZ, you know, the only difference that's what CZ does with this coin is he burns the circulating supply. Right. And everybody knows that he does that because he, he announces it on Twitter. <laughs> he doesn't know how securities and how all that works here in these states. But he markets to Americans. So I don't know how he hasn't gotten in trouble yet, honestly. Anyways, so you can kind of see where that, that kind of takes off. Right. And if you look here when they first came out with this back in the ICO days, because that's when they came out with it in 2017. I remember he used to sling that shit. It was like 13 bucks. Everybody used to be trying to. It's ridiculous, dude. Anyway, it's at $320 now. 
But uh, at, at at the peak, at the peak here earlier this year, um, it's it was looking pretty good, and and so I can see, I can see, I can see in the future, like if if Coinbase follows a similar trajectory that um, that Binance follows, this Binance coin follows. It's clearly obvious that Coinbase is going to get in the double digits here in this decade, right? Like, especially they start allocating Bitcoin on their on their balance sheet, which I assume they will at some point, right? At least more than just a smidgen. So once they start allocating Bitcoin on their balance sheet, which I think they will at some point, and then you start having the same trajectory that Binance Coin did. Um, it, mind you, they won't have the 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 burning of the token. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, you should see you should see that price double fairly soon, right? Or at least get to 700 fairly fast. Um, at least that's what I'm predicting. At least that's what I'm saying, right? Okay, so the last thing, the only thing that scares me with all this, because there are some concerns with this Coinbase thing. The only thing that scares me with the Coinbase coin is what happens during the bear market, right? Because we still don't know what this bear market is going to look like here for the 2022. We don't know. People, Some people are still saying that it's just going to continue on. We're not going to have a, a deep drop down. I wish. I want to believe that, ladies and gentlemen. I do. But we just don't know yet. So we'll see. Um, some people don't think we're going to see an 80% drop. Some people don't think we're going to see a 60% drop. Some people don't even think we're going to see a 30% drop. Um, I, I just don't. I just don't know, right? It's kind of too early to predict that. We'll definitely talk about it as we get closer. I mean, I'm sure you'll start hearing OGs start quacking early. <laughs> you'll hear the OGs start quacking a lot early about this stuff. They can't help themselves. They love to talk. Okay, so that's the only thing that concerns me is like what happens during the bear market? Does does the price of coin the coin that the coin ticker just crash them in, you know, tremendously? Also, what concerns me is what happens when this whole DeFi space takes off, because that's what's going to happen. So, like, once we get into this bear market, um, we're going to start building again. And that's what usually happens. Ethereum starts building and they're going to build towards this Ethereum, too. And they're going to finish it out this next this next bear market. They'll finally finish Ethereum, too. And everything will will hopefully be done (laughs) with Ethereum, too, by this next bull run here in twenty twenty five. Um, and when that is done and complete, what happens to, to, to Coinbase then? Because by then you're going to have all these sort of DeFi, uh, you know, protocols in place. Uh, and then you have the big elephant in the room, right? Which is 0x, you know, which is Uniswap, which is Sushi Swap. Like, not joking, ladies and gentlemen, Uniswap gave everybody, you know, 1200 uni um last september right when it was three dollars right if you were somebody like me who who traded multiple times on uniswap um you got multiple 1200 uni (laughs) it was a very beautiful day (laughs) i turned that all into bitcoin it was nice uh crypto stimulus anyway uh I should I what I should have done is is not done that I should have just kept it in uni because <laughs> guess how much uni is right now it's thirty one dollars yeah car would have been looking very nice right now too anyways it doesn't matter it's all relative what what I'm trying to say is um what I'm trying to say is ladies and gentlemen is that if if Uniswap takes over because its trading volume is ridiculous um it's looking at a billion dollars of trading volume and this is during a a slow time right now in a sideways market. Mind you, Ethereum just hit an all-time high, which is cute, right? But this is during fees, which are outrageous for Ethereum. And during a slow time right now uh, in the market, um, you know, it's still hitting 900 billion of volume, right? A lot of that is is just kind of wash trading, right? And liquidity inducing, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but still, uh, it's still 900 billion, like it or not. What I'm trying to say is what happens to Coinbase at that point? Can they sustain when you have something like Uniswap 
doing it for free, right? And, and everything's being paid, you know, on protocol. Uh, and then when they get rid of those fees, why, why, why are you going to Coinbase again? Like, what's your incentive to, <laughs> what's your incentive to, to trade your Ethereum for, for whatever? It, 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 and then as this gets easier and easier and easier to use, because ladies and gentlemen, at some point, this is going to get really easy to use where a, a baby can use it. Um, now, mind you, that's probably like five or seven years off, right? But at some point, you're going to be able to swap pretty fast and you're not going to be, you're not going to be charged, you know, anything or, or less than anything for these, for these ERC 20 tokens. Um, Uniswap's going to be on the back end. Uniswap's going to be built in, you know, Kyber is going to be built in zero X. It's going to be built in. All these protocols are going to be built in. What's going to be the point of going to Coinbase? Like, what do they pivot to at that point? Do they just provide institutional custodial value at that point? Is that their whole thing? Is that enough to, to have revenue year over year? I guess, I guess at that point it is, right? Um, so that's the only thing that really scares me about all this. So overall, what, what am I thinking? What's my verdict? And I, I know I've been making, this is the longest hard truth ever. Um, overall, I think I'm likely going to buy, which is a yes, I'm going to buy. Um, I'm going to buy which is, yeah, I think I'm going to buy Coinbase IPO, but I'm going to wait and see for what happens here those first three days. And I don't, I don't want to buy <laughs> here in those first three days just because I don't want that feeding frenzy of like, if it goes up, you know, in a frenzy from 400 to 700, it's like, damn, I didn't buy. And then then I buy in at 700, then it crashes, you know, and then it's like, oh, I'm left holding it. You know, I, I don't want to do that. But then again, if it's at 700, then I'm like, oh, I should have bought. But then at that point, should I just wait for the bear market? Probably will. Or like everybody's saying, you even have Michael Berry, the guy who called the whole, you know, stock market bubble in 28, in 2008. He's saying there's going to be a stock market correction. Should I just wait for the stock market correction at that point? you know, later this year or next year, if there is a stock market correction and then buy Coinbase at that point. So there's a lot of options there. I think overall I am going to buy Coinbase IPO. I think that is on my list of things to do this year and next year. I just don't think I'm going to buy it. Absolutely. When it comes out on the 14th, 15th or 16th, whenever it does get released, I think it's the 14th. Um, so that's my verdict. It's, I think it's definitely worth buying. I really do. Um, because, you know, I think, like I said, I think Uniswap is worth holding too as well. Like it's one of the main reasons why I still hold that stupid coin. <laughs> Cause to me, the $31 for Uniswap is a, is a steal quite frankly. Cause I, I know where that's headed. Like I see the trajectory in that. Like I, I see, I see what it can become like, you know, and I think most people just don't have that vision. Um, which I totally, which I totally get, you know, I, I, I can totally under, I totally understand that, you know, it takes a, it takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot of understanding to, to see that, but, um, I, I, I get it. I get it, but you have to, you have to know where, where everything's headed and, and a protocol like Uniswap, a protocol like zero X, like these infrastructure protocols, are absolute on Ethereum uh, for this ERC twenty token trading to 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 commence and and the future when everything is just done with brilliant you know um, UI in front of it like a, like a rainbow app you know you, you're not gonna know what's on the back end you're just gonna assume it's something right that it just works and that's what Uniswap's gonna do uh, hopefully everything pans out. And if Ethereum doesn't break, <laughs> I'm thinking, that's why, that's why it really, <laughs> I hate to say that this is the problem, man. Like the main problem with, with all this stuff, like the, like my, 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 my beef isn't with any of these protocols or any of this DeFi stuff or any of these devs, like they're amazing. My problem is just with fucking Ethereum. <laughs> like, 
band, dude. Like they've just, they just, yeah, that's for another day, I guess. But you know, they just can't get it right. Okay, with that, <laughs> that's all I got. Okay. I know, uh, I know a lot of you tomorrow are probably going to say, well, Carl, what do you think about these um, mining companies that are that are mining here in Texas? Are you going to invest in any of them? Well, you know, quite frankly, if, uh, if you send me over some of their stock <laughs> votes, I might, I might take a look. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really a stock guy, to be honest with you. I really am not. The only reason I'm looking at Coinbase is just because it's Coinbase. Um, and, and then maybe Kraken when it comes out next year, I'll definitely look at Kraken. I'm really just invested in this space, y'all. Like, quite honestly, I'm heavy into this space. Uh, I know I should be one of those people that, you know, allocates everywhere, but that's why I have a 401k. <laughs> Which I'm not expecting much of anyway, but, uh, you know, really, I just stick with what I know, right? And if, if it goes, it goes. If it doesn't, then... It was bad investment choices on my part, but at least I am investing in what I know. 